Hello, everyone. Welcome to Perfect Timing Podcast. I am your host, Sydney Chandler Monet. And today, you guys, someone pinch me, please. Please help me introduce and give a warm welcome to Miss Brandy Harvey. Oh my gosh. Hello, Miss Harvey. How are you? I am wonderful. If I could get this type of welcome everywhere I go, I would be in great shape for the rest of my life. <laughs> Listen, you're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. you. I I really want to say you're adorable. I know that that is like probably not the thing that a 17 year old young woman wants to hear that she's like so adorable, but you really are. Yeah, you really are. So So cute. Yeah. (laughs) But thank you so much, Ms. Harvey, for that. And you guys, if you guys don't already know, Ms. Harvey, daughter of Steve Harvey, and you know, she has her own thing going on being her, the founder of Beyond Her. She's also a podcast host, an author, an entrepreneur, and a global teacher who believes the journey begins within, which I think is beautiful. And you know, finding yourself really starts within yourself. So I really think that she presents herself in a way that truly expresses that. So I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. And so we can like dive into your story and like how you got to be who you are today. Okay, well, I'm excited to get this conversation started. I'm very excited to be with a teenager today. I've done so much work with young people over my life that it's like, yes, I've done plenty of work with teenagers. And so I've been interviewed quite a few times, but this is my first teenage podcast that I'm, that I'm doing. So this should be really great. Yeah, so I'm excited. I feel special. <laughs> Sydney Chandler Monet. Yes, yeah. ma'am. That's your full name, or it's like one name? <laughs> My full name is Sydney Chandler Monet Collins. And people ask me all the time, they're like, where's the Chandler, Ma- Chandler Monet come from? And I'm like, that's my middle name. And they're like, for real? I'm like, yeah. And so, because not many people have like a double middle name, but Listen. technically you can say it's like my stage name, but my full Oh, you got a stage name at 17. Listen, to have a stage name at 17. Listen, I wish I had a stage name at 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <But> thank you. <laughs> I think it's really fitting. And, you know, like, I think that my middle name not to go to tangent about this, but like, I think it's really like tied to like who I am as a person and, you know, like has that fluidity that I really like. Yeah. So I think it'd be great as a, as a stage name, you know, but thank you so much. <laughs> well, let's get into this interview. Yes, ma'am. Let's, so, let's get into it. Yes, ma'am. So who is Brandy Harvey? How did, what's your story? Where did you begin and how were you able to find yourself to become the woman you are today? <sighs> Who am I? Where does my story begin? How did I become the woman I am today? Okay. Well, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. And so I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. I am a twin. Uh, I am the oldest. I'm the firstborn. So I think that's good to know, right? I came out the gate first. I was ready. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think what shaped me the most is growing up in Cleveland, Ohio, you know, growing up at Antioch Baptist Church. I was, you know, church girl growing up. I think that really set the foundation for my life um, and how I was able to navigate in certain spaces. I am so grateful I had like a praying mama and grandmama because Lord child, I made some, some, some rough and tough decisions, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. yes. but yeah, I, I just, you know, who am I? I think I'm just, I'm a woman on a move. I'm ambitious. I'm a Renaissance woman. Um, and I have a mission to change the world. When I was 17 years old, I tell this story in my book, Breakthrough Soul Separately. Um, 
at Hampton University, they asked us, I was a political science major, they had all the political science majors in one room, and they asked us, like, what do we want to do with our lives? And at 17 years old, everybody was going around the room saying that they want to be entertainment lawyers and civil rights attorneys and, you know, criminal defense and, and you know, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I don't want to do any of that. And I remember getting, it was my turn and I stood up, I said, my name is Brandy Harvey. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and I want to change the world. And I sat down and mm -hmm. I didn't know what changing the world was going to look like, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't know how, you know, you, you have these really grandiose ideas at 17 years old and you say, oh, I'm going oh, to change the world and be a millionaire by the time I'm 30 and right. be retired by the time I'm 35 and none of that has happened you know right. just yet <laughs> but you know I'm on the way but still I think I've just always had a mission to impact people's lives and that's really what I do everything that I've done in my life every bit of work that I've done has really about how can I impact how can I impact change how can I influence people to change their lives for the better and become the best version of themselves right. that's it and I think a lot of people, including myself, have that idea in their minds as well, because I think that's something in our society that I think is a little bit flawed, not completely, but when you ask someone at a young age, 17 is still considered young. Um, yeah, and you're, you're like, young. Oh my God, 17. <laughs> Please, <laughs> Lord, help me. You are a baby, <laughs> but bless your heart. Listen, I know, but you're grown. I'm going to let you be grown in your own mind. You're grown. Go ahead. Go, go for it. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> but yeah, when people say things like, or they ask, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, it's a little intimidating. And, you know, up until recently, um, I always wanted to be a dancer. I danced my entire life, basically. And when people are like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to be a professional ballet dancer. Mm -hmm. And in recent times, and, you know, I've run this podcast this year, this summer, it'll be two years. And so as once I discovered that, I was like, oh my gosh, look at these other routes that I could go. There's journalism, there's entertainment, and, you know, there's things that I can do to help change the world like you. Yeah. And, excuse me, I didn't know that all of these were possible until I started this. So I think it was a bit amazing how you were able to, you didn't know how you were going to do it yet, but you knew that you wanted to make an impact, a positive impact oh, yeah. like that in and just change the world. I, mean, I think we beautiful. all know though. I think we all have this real knowing no matter how old we are. Like, and especially when we're young, I think we have this knowing that inside of us, we have this little voice. We have that little feeling. We have that God that's within us that says, I want to do something great in the world. I want to leave my mark on the world. And I just knew that that was what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to do it. Right. I thought I wanted to be a mm -hmm. teacher. You know, and so I went into teaching. I was a high school teacher in Los Angeles. And I knew after the first year, I was like, oh, child, they're going to give me an ulcer. Just, just give me <laughs> I can't take this. I'm, I'm going to kill somebody, child. Let me get up out of here. You know? <laughs> yes. But even when I was a personal trainer, even when I was a group fitness instructor, you know, even when I ran my family's foundation, everything about my life has always been, I've been in the business of changing people's lives whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, emotionally, whether it's spiritually, I've been in the business of changing people's lives. And I, you know, that's why I always use that hashtag life of a change maker, because it really is true. Like I really do live my life in that way. And you're doing it well, obviously. And like the impact that you've had since you've been here on this earth, I think it has been 
really inspirational in like the work that you do and why you're doing it. It's yeah. really based behind that. And so I think my question is, you said you mentioned when you were talking about your story and everything like that, you wanted to influence people in a certain way. And I was told recently that you can do everything, but not all at once. And someone like me who is a control freak and wants things to be in a certain order yeah. and go berserk when it's not, I always wanted to be like, I want to do this and this and this, but I don't know how to do that. And then that kind of put me at peace. It was like, oh my gosh, I can't do all these things, but it, in a longer time frame, you know, it's like you can start here. And at some point you can switch and that's totally fine. But yeah. I want to know, like, how are you influencing the world? You, we have your Beyond Her, you, we have your podcast and, you know, you're an entrepreneur and author of your book. Uh, so how through those do, do you think you have impacted or changed the world? Well, I think one of the ways that I, I've impacted and changed the world is one, I had to change my own life first. Mm -hmm. And so I had to make an impact and change in, in how I was showing up in the world. And it was one thing that I was physically fit, right? But my insides were not fit, right? My, I was an emotional mm -hmm. wreck. I was, I was, you know, I had this victim story and I had to change that. And so part of the, the way of how I use my life to impact others is just that. I use my own life. You know, I'm not telling you something that I don't do. I'm not going to give you any advice that I have not tried, that is not proven, is mm -hmm. not tested. So I do walk it like I talk it. You know, everything that I put out, whether it's through Instagram, whether it's through my newsletter posts, whether it's through the book, any type of writings, it's really authentically me. You know, it's my journey. It's my story. Um, mm -hmm. So I had to get me together first. But I also learned that how I impact the world is through my right. words. You know, growing up in the church, I was always given the microphone. You know, like they handed me the microphone. Anytime they needed something done, my mama was raising her hand. Brandy and Carly will do it. They'll do it. And so we were always <laughs> put out in front, yeah. you know, to be on the microphone, to introduce, to lead something. And so I didn't understand that that was my training ground for what I was going to do in my life. But I learned that one of the biggest ways that I impact people is through my words. You know, words are weapons, you know, and they can be weapons of mass mm -hmm. destruction. They can, you can, you can use words to tear people down or you can use words to build people up. You know, I got bookshelves filled with books because there were people who said, I'm going to weaponize my words in such an amazing way that I'm going to help inspire you to transform your life. And so I think that that's what I've taken in my own life is that I use my words, whether it's in writing, whether it's in speaking, to inspire people to become the best versions of themselves. And so, but I had to start changing the way I talk to myself. I had to start changing the way I spoke over my own life. So then once I started changing my mindset and I started becoming a, accountable for everything that I was doing, all the words that I was speaking, every action that I was taking in my life, I became accountable for it. And so once I became accountable, it was like, okay, now I can go out here and, and teach somebody else. But see, what happens is we live in a world where people are not accountable for their own lives and their own actions. And they want to get out here and tell you how to do, well, baby, you ain't done that yet. You know what I'm saying? You have not, you have not, exactly. you have not done no work. Exactly. <laughs> so I think it's mm -hmm. just, you, know, you ain't done no work. And I'm just, I think we live in this culture where people just want to just show up as like the polished version, but it takes work to get there. You know, it takes work to get there. Exactly. Right. And that really speaks to me and how I've grown up in kind of a similar way. 
I was so extremely timid. I would, I would give me a book and I was good. Don't talk to me. I'm not going to start any conversation. I'll yeah. be fine. It took my mom and the people around me to finally lift me up and push me out there. And a lot of it came from just like low self-esteem. You know, I did, you know, I was bullied, you know, I did have people around me that were intimidating and didn't make me feel like my voice was worth anything. So I wouldn't say anything at all. And like I said, my mom, she basically just pushed me out out the airplane. She was like, go ahead. And it was scary, terrifying. And, you know, speaking in front of people, you know, starting initiatives and becoming presidents of organizations, all brought me up to who I am today because I say this all the time. If you had told me that I would have my own international podcast when I was 14, I would laugh in your face because me now, you know? So like, I think that it really does start from within and you can't go out there and fake it, especially if you haven't tried it, like you said. And you're, I mean, you can fake it, but here's the thing. You can't fake it. That's true. You can't fake it. It's a lot of people out here faking but I think what makes it so powerful when we talk about transforming and inspiring people's lives for the better, what makes it so beautiful is that when you do the work yourself and you got a proven mm-hmm. track record, you got a proven test ground or how this really does come like, if I didn't go to therapy, I would not be the person that I am. I would not be able to do this work, but it took me saying, let me go, let me go get my insides. Let me go, let me get, let me handle all the stuff that people can't see. And I think that we have a culture where we're so good at faking it because we put up the highlight reel on Instagram. We put up our best looking photo on Facebook. We give everybody the good news when we make the the tweet or the post, but we don't tell anybody Mm -hmm. when we are having these moments of shame and guilt and depression depression and unforgiveness and resentment and whatever else is going on in our lives. And so we have bought into this culture of fake it till you make it. But I think when you're in the work of transformation, the work in the space that I am, you know, that I'm in, I owed it to myself and I owed it to my audience to go in and do the work before I got in front of them Mm -hmm. telling you, hey, well, let me tell you how I did it. Well, you you didn't do it yet you know? And so, and it's still a journey, right? Mm -hmm. I'm still uncovering things about myself every single Mm day. I'm still unpacking and unfolding and digging up old roots in my life all the time. But I've come to a point to realize that I had to get to a place of a forgiveness, of healing before I could go out here and write a book and talk about a breakthrough. I couldn't tell you about a breakthrough if I didn't have my own breakthrough, you know? Exactly. So I appreciate you for being honest being your authentic self and putting yourself out there in the way that is true, I think is beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We will be right back after this break. Hey, this is Sydney Cherlinette, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that will be broadcasting on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that will talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? 
Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. back everyone again I am here with Miss Brandy Harvey let's get straight back into it so I really want to touch on perseverance we talked about you know like all the hardships we've gone through and like how we've overcome those but what are your tactics or what do you advise us to do that you think has helped you persevere and you know overcome some pretty devastating hurdles that you may have experienced in your life Mm-hmm. Um, devastating hurdles or overcoming. I mean, I believe that I've just really had like, I really had to attribute so much of who I am um, to how my parents raised me and like what they instilled in me. You know, I, I thank my mom like all the time because I'm like, oh, child. I said, mm-hmm. girl, you you was a good one. I said, <laughs> baby. I said, I'll be coming in contact with some mamas who, who, Lord, I'm just so thankful I got blessed, you know, with, with these parents. One, I think that they really always taught me to be grounded and like my faith is something that I really pull on. And this is not to like use like religiosity as like some like crutch because it's not, it really is an anchor, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's not a crutch. It really is an anchor for me. And so I think my faith has really given me those, the moments to kind of persevere and pull through, like really like knowing that, you know, even when you're in your deepest valley in your life, like it's just preparing you for the mountain, Exactly. you know? And I think that that's probably what has helped me, but also like, because I remain very physically fit and this is, and I know some people don't get the correlation between the physical body and the mental body, but it really, they do go hand in hand. Everything works together. Everything is connected. And so at 19 years old, I made the commitment to my physical body. And because of that, 20 years later, I still have that commitment. I still wake up every single day and I go to the gym and I work out and I push my body. And I think that part of that push and training of my body has helped train my mind you know, to push through when things are hard, to know when I need to take a rest, to know when I need to take a break. I think all that plays together, but it's really because I've decided to like train and become disciplined in so many different areas of my life. Exactly. And being also a classical ballet dancer, you know, being disciplined in my work, showing up because the biggest struggle that I have personally is that I dance in like Washington, D.C., and I live in like Southern Maryland. So that's a, a good hour and a half drive mm-hmm. on, on, on a nice day when yeah. traffic isn't super crazy. And so getting over that is kind of like, OK, you're doing this because, you know, you're passionate about it and you're doing this for a purpose. And you're not just doing it just to do it. I wouldn't drive an hour and a half there if I actually didn't love what I was doing. You're you know? committed. Yeah, exactly. And because of that, 
I also have a bad habit of not being able to take those breaks. And you know how you said that you were able to recognize that I was not, and I'm still, still working on that. And so over this past break that I just got over, um, you know, winter break going back into school, my grandma came over and she was like, Cindy, you don't know how to take a break because she knows what I do. She knows about everything that's on my plate and everything like that. And so do most of my friends. And they're like, just take it easy. I'm like, how do I do that? <laughs> cause you know, cause we're always in the move. We're always at the house and we're always working on things that, yeah. you know, is giving back. And so in that, I kind of lost how to c- take care of myself and what self-care I need in order to be my best self. And so it just took a lot of slowing down and a lot of like self-reflection on what, to what extent can you go? What boundary is there? And what can you do to let your body know or let other people know? Because the main reason why I wasn't able to take those breaks is because I didn't want to disappoint anyone. If I was expected to be somewhere or if I was trying to host something or just go into ballet class, I really, really, really did not want to give any kind of excuse on not showing up. Cause you know, they say like showing up is the best thing you can do, but on some days, like I just can't do it. And I'm like, but I don't want to tell them that. So if you would allow me to be vulnerable for a minute, um, it was the last kind of week of ballet before winter break. And I had this event going up. I had to fly out to Dallas and it was a kind of a last minute thing. Um, and I had missed class. And then that last week of school is my last week of school and of ballet. So I had work to do for school. I had to catch up on ballet. And I'm sitting in the car where I'm waiting to go inside. My mom's like, well, are you going to go in? And I'm like, mom, I can't do this. <laughs> like my body was just exhausted. I was mentally just tired. And I'm like, I can't go in there. And so I sat in that car for like 15 minutes trying to calm myself down and go inside and explain to my teacher what was going on. And, you know, doing that was probably a good idea. And, you know, they were understanding. They're like, it's, it's okay. You can go home. You know, we'll just see you next year. Like, yeah. don't worry about coming for the rest of the week. And which I really appreciated because, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that are just like, oh, we don't care. Like, you're supposed to be here, you know, but they were really understanding in that way. And so coming over that, I think is something that I'm most proud of and things um, if, of that nature. It was just something that I didn't know I was able to do. So, you know, working on that, knowing when to take a mental break or a physical break, I think is something that's really helpful. Oh, it's, I mean, it's so important. You know, if we don't sit down, God will sit us down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'll let us know. Listen, he'll find a way to sit us down. If we're not going to do it, he'll be like, okay, I got it. Don't worry. Get out of the mm-hmm. bed. Mm-hmm. Like he'll find ways to slow us down, you know, and grab our attention, you know, when we weren't even thinking that we were going to have our attention grab, you know, exactly. rest and recovery. We talk about self-care. You talk about perseverance, like becoming this great person out in the world. Well, when does the body heal itself? When the, when does the body repair itself, right? Mm-hmm. When it's resting, when it's sleep, that's when the body repairs everything. That's why rest is so important. So when we think about our lives, how do we when we rest, what do we give our chance, our lives a chance to do to recover, to slow mm-hmm. down, to get some balance, you know, and that's what's so important. I think we live in this culture of hustle and grind and team no sleep. I'm like, who, who? I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a nice person when I don't sleep. Okay. I'm not nice. Right. I'm not jovial. I am not happy. 
Okay, so mm-hmm. you don't have to. I'm gonna nap me, honey. I'm gonna get me a nap. Okay, right. <laughs> I build naps into my schedule. Like I'm like, mm, no, I'm taking a nap. My sister called me. Right. I'm like, sure. Oh, guys, three o'clock. I'm taking a nap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking a nap. So right. I'm glad that you really honor that about your schedule. I'm like, nope, this is my segregated time to so just sit and take a break, nap, or do whatever. Because people like myself don't take the time to do that, and you know. I don't really have the privilege to sleep in the middle of the day because it's school, but um, you being able to know like when you need to rest in order to be successful, I think is something that a lot of us can add to our own lives for sure. I mean, it's imperative. You know, I think what we, we have to get away from this culture of hustle and bustle and grind. There's always like, when God created the heavens and the earth, what do you do? He rested on the seventh day. Like y'all, mm-hmm. like, what are we talking about? Like, mm-hmm. even y'all knew that I need a break. Like y'all were, <laughs> oh, I'm out here using all my power, exactly. and here I am. Listen, all my magnificence. I need, I need a day to recover. Exactly. You know, and so I think we just gotta find new ways of. And rest doesn't always mean taking a nap. It could just mean like, hey, I block off twenty minutes out of my day just to go be by myself is that sitting in the closet that's sitting in your car that's you know whatever it is I got 20 minutes that I'm giving to myself if you can't find 20 minutes to give to yourself you are not good for anyone Mm -hmm. so stop telling people what all what you do for people and you can't if you don't give yourself 20 minutes if you can't find an hour out of 24 to give to yourself you stop telling people what you do yeah you know you got to be able to find time for yourself because if you don't have a time to recharge, then how are you going to keep doing good work? What happens? Like people get in accidents when they're sleepy, when they're tired, they make poor decisions, exactly. they make rash decisions, they get in arguments, they get all these things because they're just tired. You know, what do we call it? Hangry. You know, even when you're hungry, now you hangry. You know, now I'm mad because I just lost <laughs> it. You know, we make poor decisions when we're not, uh, you know, honoring those spaces and time in our life. Absolutely. And so like kind of feeding off of from that, I want to know, if, is there anyone in your life, if you have a mentor, there's someone that inspires you to be the person that you are, who is it? And like, what did they taught you to help you become the person you are today? I would probably say my dad and I'm, and I'm not, and, and I know it sounds like super like cliche or whatever, like textbook kind of answer. It's really not. I'm going to say my dad, because he's challenged me. He's probably been the most challenging relationship that I've had in my entire life parent child you're close you have these moments but I think he's just challenged me in ways over over the course of my life to level up to become better you Mm. know and I've gotten to watch an example of what hard work and perseverance and determination looks like but I will say I will say my dad and I'm saying that because it has been a challenge um we've had really challenging moments in our relationship And so because of that, it's made me more resilient, it's strengthened Mm -hmm. my tenacity. Um, And so I think, I think probably him. Wow. Yeah. I really value that about you and how you're able to recognize, you know, the hardships you guys may have had, or, you know, any kind of breakthrough that has gone on in your relationship and how you use that as a learning experience or like a lesson that taught showed you that you were able to grow from because you know I always say my mom is the person that inspires me she's probably the most selfless woman I've ever met obviously because she's my mom but um you know while she's my mom and my best friend she's also like someone who just shows me the way 
but not always in the way that I wanted. <laughs> you yeah. know, she's like always supported me and everything that I do, but there's some things that I have to do, you know, growing up and things like that. And she's like, you have to do this. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. And she's like, you have to. And so it's really, sometimes it's frustrating, you know, it's like, please, <laughs> you know, but you know, yeah. like you said, it's a, it's an experience and it's something that I use to help myself grow and something that we've learned from each other. And maybe I'll sit her down one day and ask her, I'm like, what have you learned from me, mom? What is it? Well, you, you know, know what? I mean, because she's learned a lot from you. You know, our parents, we're, we're sent here, you know, to be teachers to our parents. See, what happens is people think that it's just a parent's job to teach. You know, as children, we choose them to come through them as vessels for us to teach them lessons, for, mm-hmm. us, to, for us to teach them how to learn lessons in love, in forgiveness, in trust. The same ways we get to learn those lessons through them. You know, we're just as much guides to them as they are to us. And I think that when we, when I was 17 years old um, at Hampton University, I wrote this paper um, and my English professor at Hampton University, when she was going over my paper with me, she said, it's an amazing feeling when we understand that our parents are human. And at 17 years old, that was the first time I started to look at my parents as human, as people, Mm -hmm. as men and women who made some decisions and choices, right? Mm -hmm. I took the supernatural off of them. I took the superhero feeling off of my parents at 17 years old, because Mm -hmm. then I realized that they were just human, right? And so my mom was a woman making choices and decisions, and my father was a man making decisions and choices. And so I was just a byproduct and, and the, you know, a person who had to experience some of those and be a part of some of those choices. But for the most part, you know, I just learned that they were human. And I think that that's when I started to extend some grace. And sometimes it's been choppy to remind myself of that, you know, over those years. But exactly. when, you, when you realize that your parents are just human and they're doing the best that they know how to do with what right. the tools that they have. As we all are, we're really all just doing the best we know how to do with the tools that we have. And when we know that about one another, we can extend so much more grace, you know, so much more kindness to people. We know she's just doing the best she knows how. Mm -hmm. I think that is like a distinction that a lot of us should make. And, you know, I've never, I may have heard it in a sense, but I never really decided to apply that to my own life and be like, my parents are people. Let's separate the two for a minute and really think about, you know, like maybe my mom got on me for that for a reason. Maybe my dad was upset with me about that for a reason. Instead of just oh, because like, we're just versions of them, but we're like the best versions of them, right? That we, right. they have actually put the very best of them into us. Like that's all parents really want to do. They just are given the very best of what they have to you. And you're that reflection. And so they get to look at it and see you like, okay, here she go. Okay, she think I win. That's me, okay? Like, yeah. you know, my mom, my dad is always like, that's just, I already know what you're going to do because you me. okay? So mm-hmm. when, you know, but they're just human. They're just making making choices and decisions Absolutely. based on their own humanness. You know, when we can extend grace, we'll have better relationships with them. Exactly. Especially when we put that honesty in between that all and you know really being up from ourselves and like our parents are people too and humans yeah but that requires you to step out of yourself outside of yourself and most people don't have a capacity to step outside of themselves you know right so when you're yeah, able it does to take a lot of strength 
Right. Yo, listen, that take a whole lot of everything. Yep. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> and one more question for you before we wrap up, because oh, this is making me sad because I'm having such a wonderful time. But um, let's go into your business of Beyond Her. What was the mission behind that? What did you want the impact as we've been talking about how you've always wanted to change the world? What impact do you think Beyond Her is making and, you know, the mission behind that? The mission behind Beyond Her was really, um, I mean, I started it after I got fired from my job. I got fired by my dad. And so, <laughs> and so I tell that story in the opening of my book, um, Breakthrough Soul Separately. I tell that story all the time, but it was really, I wasn't fired. I was really released into my destiny. And, you know, they say all those people on like Instagram be like, you know, people who go to church always be like, I was not fired. I was released into my destiny. <laughs> The Lord has something bigger, listen, but, mm -hmm. you know, beyond her was really to take all the lessons, all the energy, all the, the love, the power that I had inside of me to inspire women of color to eat well, to give mm -hmm. a damn, to move their bodies daily. And so that's the mm -hmm. tagline of beyond her, eat well, give a damn, move your body daily, because if you eat well and move your body daily in the middle of all that, you'll start to care about everything that you're doing, Right all the output in your life, you'll start caring about it, you know? And I just wanted people to pay more attention of how they care for themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. That our job, you know, while we, you know, volunteer to come down here to earth, you know, we said, okay, God, you know, I'm ready. Put me in coach, put me in a game. I want to go to the hardest school in the universe. Take me to earth, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we volunteer to come here, we had a purpose and a mission. And for that mission, that destiny to be fulfilled, we got to be the absolute best versions of ourselves. And so we're just striving for that every single day. And so that's why I say the journey beyond begins within, because everything that you do in your life is going to start from deep down within you. It's your purpose. It's that destiny. It's that love. It's that connection. It's that feeling you know, that you have inside of you that you can now bring forth and manifest it and birth it into mm -hmm. the earth. That's what our job is. So that was beyond her. And then it was catchy because it was my initials. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's cute. <laughs> but I completely agree. A lot of us, especially for people pleasers, you know, something you know, I'm coming out of is like, we do so much for other people that we just lose sight of, you know, what we're doing for ourselves. And so when we're like, so what's your passion? What's, what do you want to do? Like we're speechless because we're like, well, I don't know. I did stuff for other people for so long that I lost that. And it, it takes a lot of self-confidence to, you know, really be like, look, look inside yourself and be like, this is me. And this is what, how I want to display myself. This is how God wants me to be in the world. And it takes a lot of confidence to do that because we're so scared of what other people will, will do, yeah, you know, for sure. And what, what they'll think of, you know, our occupation and what we think of the decisions that we're making. And, you know, there's a lot of social con constructs that kind of molded us into this, into that thinking. There's a lot of things on social media, of young girls getting their first house at 18, 21 years old. And it's like, oh my gosh, I still live with my parents at 19 and I need a job. All everyone's journey is different. Oh and, God! You know, Instagram got y'all so. Instagram crazy. has me. Ugh. I I swear. Like, I'm so glad I got through college without social media. I mean, Facebook started when I was in college. We had MySpace. We had like Black Planet. 
stuff like that mm -hmm. when I was in college. But I'm so glad I was able to get through my 20s without Instagram. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad because like I could not imagine, first of all, the poor choices and decisions I was making. I would have been on somebody's shave room, child. With all <laughs> they would have had me on all the blocks. Okay. Oh <laughs> I'm so glad I got to, I got to, um, live my life um, outside um, of the microscope. And I think that that's the problem that so many of you guys at 17 and younger and even, even women my age find themselves in this trap mm -hmm. of being caught up in the Instagram, you know, life and the highlight reel and making sure they have the perfect pictures and the this and the that. Right. You know, I- Keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> oh, listen, it's keeping up with the- I ain't even gonna say them people's name, child. I'm not <laughs> <to> your podcast. <laughs> right. But I agree completely. Finding your purpose really has to start from within and everything. And so I'm really inspired by Beyond Her and the mission behind that. And I'm really appreciative of people like you that are doing their work here on earth to help people understand things like Beyond Her and that what, what that purpose is. So I'm really appreciative of that. And, you know, before you go, I like to do these things called rapid fire questions. They're not always rapid fire, but I like to call them that. Um, so let's get straight into it. So what is something that you cannot live without? The gym. Sneakers or heels? Heels. I'm the same way. Oh my God. <laughs> if you could go any place in the world, where would it be and why? Any place in the world, where would it be and why? Um... Anywhere in the world, I would probably pick the Amalfi Coast. I really love the Amalfi Coast. It's really beautiful. I know it's really cold there right now, but you know, probably there, nice. somewhere <laughs> coastal. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere coastal. If you were to sit down and have a dinner with someone special, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Could be celebrity, could be random person. Who would it be and why? Hmm random person dead or alive who would it be and why tony morrison oh wow uh tony morrison uh one of my favorite writers um of all time i just think she just she could just kept it g code like she was just real she was like mm -hmm. the, she was og gangsta of of just you know writing and telling stories of black women and she was on my list of people that i wanted to interview um and I literally mm -hmm. like the day she died I crossed her name off that list oh. and so Toni Morrison yeah I always say Michael Jackson because for some reason he's always been like tied to my <laughs> life when from a young age um when I was with this other dance uh, company we did like this production and it was all like Michael Jackson themed and I was I never resonated or identified with like yeah. a performer closer than him yeah so I've always wanted to like just see what it was about him that I had some like attachment to so if there's Michael Jackson playing I'm there <laughs> yeah probably if I chose an entertainer it would be Whitney Houston wow I, yeah. we did production on her too also yeah. a good time <laughs> yeah great greatest voice yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and my last question would be what in your life do you feel most grateful for oh what do I feel most grateful for um, I feel most grateful for the love that I'm surrounded with, for my family, for my friends, 
um, just from the people in my life. I am, I'm really so grateful for that. Love was my word last year for 2021. That was my word for the year, how I loved, how I showed up in love, my capacity to give love, receive love, serve with love, right? Mm -hmm. And so love was my word for the year. And I just got so many lessons of love in 2021 that I am so grateful. I'm just so grateful for all the love that I have in my life. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful. I think I can resonate with that as well. And, you know, the impact that I feel like I've made with my podcast and the support from that as well. I think love can be my word for 2022. (laughs) My word is consistency for 2022. So that's my word. Yeah, consistency. Yeah, for 2022. That's my word. Love that. But that is truly beautiful, Miss Harvey. And thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I truly appreciated it and it impacted deeply by the conversation we had today. And I hope my listeners are as well. So before you leave, why don't you share how they can reach and follow you? Uh, you can reach me on Instagram at I am Brandy Harvey on Instagram. You can also go to I am Brandy and you can go to beyondher.co. Um, but all of those can be linked on my Instagram. I am Brandy Harvey. You can follow me there. Yep. Thank you so much. And thank you to Miss Brandy Harvey again for joining me. And thank you to my listeners. And this is Perfect Timing. Yeah, Jay, stay with me. Stay with me.